Welcome to this week's episode of Tactics and Tapas. Thank you for tuning in this week. We have goals galore in multiple matches. Three matches with over six goals in La Liga this week. With Barcelona squeaking out a win away at Villarreal 4-3. And Atletico Madrid absolutely bludgeoning Rayo Vallecano 7-0 on Monday night. Just as just finished up as I'm recording this podcast now. Sevilla also don't get their first win over the weekend. The only team in La Liga without a point does Jose Mendelibar turn around. He turned around for him last year. We'll dive all into that all and more later on in this podcast. But we'll start where La Liga started on Friday night in Vigo. Real Madrid won. Celta Vigo nil. Real Madrid really struggled this game with creating chances. Um, early on, they saw Vinny Jr. go down with an injury. Uh, he's now looks like it's going to be a muscle tear in his leg. He's out for four to six weeks, they're saying right now. Bellingham, though, the only bright spot, one of the, one, one of the few bright spots, I should say, in this Real Madrid team with his fourth goal in the 80th minute off of a off of his head into the corner, crushing Vigo on their, as they try to celebrate their uh, 100th club anniversary. Bellingham now has four goals in three games and leads the league in goals. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if how Real Madrid uh, shape up as they continue through the season, if they sign anybody else. Uh, Ancelotti come out earlier saying that they didn't need to sign another striker as they felt like Bellingham would be able to complete their roster. They do have Jose Lu, who came in for Vinny Jr. Um, in the 15th minute there to start the game. He and only made it so, so far has made appearances off the bench. Has not looked too impactful. Hasn't really had any chances. Hasn't scored at all. If I'm... Real Madrid, I don't know. You might want to be start looking other places, whether that be like maybe the Williams brothers for Athletic Bilbao or Victor Simeon for Napoli still hasn't been sold. It was rumored early on in the summer that Real Madrid was in contact uh, with Napoli and Victor about moving to Real uh, to Madrid. Might want to start opening those uh, that dialogue back up if I'm them. The only other bright spot for Real Madrid was Rodrigo. Looked good. He won himself a penalty in the second half of the 60th minute, but was later, but was failed to be converted and saved. All as well as Real Madrid wins, still up on top of the table, clear nine points out of a possible nine points. Vigo looked in it. They looked for most of the game. Yago Aspas had a couple chances. Strange Larson was continually getting on on the ball for them and looked good. Benita's team just was fell a little bit short. They thought they had a goal early um, when a Strand Larson uh, header, I believe it was Strand Larson, uh, went into the back of the net. Uh, and, but there was a tug on uh, Kepa who made his debut this week for the injured Courtois. Um and it was called back as a foul then and uh play was restarted. With the Vinny injury injuries are mounting up for Real Madrid. Vinny, Militao, Guler, Mendy, Courtois, and Danny Ceballos are all out with 
injuries. Sabayos is on his way back. It looks like he'll make his will be able for available for selection soon. But Vinny's out for a month. Militao's towards ACL is not going to be back for till maybe the end of the year. Goulart's out for a month still. Mendy's out for a month still. Courtois won't see him at all this year, more than likely with an ACL tear. At what point does this catch up to Real Madrid? It, it's hard to say, but fixtures are going to come soon and, or faster and faster, especially after this international break that's coming up here and uh, after not this weekend but next weekend. Uh, Real Madrid have two easy games uh, with Getafe and Real Sociedad, and then maybe you get a couple of those players back, being Vinny, if he comes back a little early uh, for, the athletic, for the Madrid derby. Uh, also, you got to keep in mind, uh, Champions League starting up, they're going to be playing games too. Uh, Madrid's going to have to look for someone to either step up, whether that being Josue Lu going back to last year where he scored the most goals for Espanyol and led their front line and maybe they do some put him more of a cream Benzema role where he's a, a lone striker and that works out for him but they're really looking at him to be their striker for as of right now without any signings and we'll see how well that works out for him going to the two other Madrid clubs that played in uh, Madrid Derby just today Raya Vallecano absolutely bludgeoned to death by Atletico Madrid 7-0 one of the biggest margins of victory for Atletico Madrid in club history Griezmann was on the score she seemed to every one of their attacking players was able to score today with ease Depay scored Morata had two Correa scored Marcus Llorente scored and after this performance by uh, Atletico Madrid it, it makes you really think are, are they title favorites Real Madrid's having a lot of, as we just talked about, injury issues. Diego Simeone, teams haven't given up a lot of goals this year uh, with only one against Granada early on. They look solid at the back. Barca, the other title contending team here in La Liga, as it's normally just a three, three-way three uh, race between these three teams. They're young. They haven't been able to boost up their roster with uh the financial restrictions they have a lot of them being older players Gondogan, Romero or Romeo all being over 30 uh they're gonna have a lot of fixtures playing in Europe and who it'd be hard to see them keep up this pace and we've already kind of seen them falter early this year with this weekend's result and then also with that nil-nil uh draw away I got Getafe early this year um if it was up to me and i had to tell you right now predict the future uh, i think atletico madrid has a really good chance of repeating as champions they haven't been champions for a while now last winning in the covid year 2020-21 year last year it's really interesting because last year it seemed like diego somoni was on the outs almost out of uh atletico madrid uh, they're going to have some new manager in, and this year it seems like he's led led them back, and they're uh, putting in for uh, a title contention again this year, and they look, to, in my opinion, to be favorites. For Raya Vallecano in this game, Idrua had to feel bad for him. Home debut, or 
home opening for this year, and it was ugly. It was real ugly at points, and it seemed, especially there in the later second half when uh, Murata put in his second, that anything Raya Viacano did, it, it went wrong, and Viacano gave up goal after goal after goal. Coming in tonight, I sat down watching this game thinking, oh, let's go. Like This will be a tough, interesting game. Madrid Derby. Oh, not the Madrid Derby, but a, a Derby of sorts. And Viacano, normally a punchy side, and last year anyway, and I was they had won both their games this year, hadn't given up a goal this year, and now they gave up seven. And I guess when the dam breaks, it, it, really, it really does break, and it uh, comes in waves for Viacano's uh, defense. Uh, Adrian Hernandez did not have a good game today. It seemed like any time uh, Morata or Griezmann came at him, he was – uh, they were blowing by him with pace ease, easily. Hernandez uh, joining on a free transfer from Asasuna um, for, uh, to begin this year and bad home debut for him. But uh, I still expect big things from Viacano. It's just uh, not their night tonight. Moving to the southwest coast of Spain, Barcelona 4, Villarreal 3. At a game that Barcelona seemed under control early on with Gavi and Diong both scoring in the first 15 minutes. Diong, a lucky goal that uh, he kind of just like happened to walk onto as a, uh, a tackle and he found himself in open space was able to slot it away. But it looked like Barcelona were going to get up and uh, run away with this game as Atletico Madrid had against Vallecano early on. Fourth uh, and Pedraza were both influential players for uh, VRL coming in the comeback there. Fourth with a, uh, a goal in the 26th minute. Uh, Sorloth, a new signing was uh, for this year, uh, comes away with uh, the tying goal in the 40th minute, going into halftime 2-2. And Barcelona looks like they couldn't do anything. Marcus Alonso and Sergio Roberto both had poor games at right and left back and those will be things that they'll have to clean up as they move on throughout the season. Balde looks like he's going to be uh, the starting left back with uh, Jao Cancelo, as today later on it seemed that Jao Cancelo's move is all but completed for Barcelona. Showing up that back line for him. Um, it'll be interesting to see who was who kicked out of the back five between Christensen, Koundé, Balde, um, and Araujo. I think if... If I'm Barcelona or Chavi, I'm selecting the back four. I think it's you got to start Balde, the youngster at left back. Um, Kunde's can probably move over it in the center with uh, Cancelo at right back, and then I'm picking Araujo over Christensen, and Christensen would be the first one off the bench. He went off at halftime. They said because they think he may have had some muscle tightness, uh, muscle soreness. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Nothing is official to come out. Uh, so far, the only other bright or the bright spot for Barcelona was Lamine Yamal, and this 16-year-old kid is pretty much the one of the only attacking pieces in the, from spots in this game that was doing anything well for uh, Barcelona, and he and he looked good uh, early on. He uh, created chances, uh, was able to uh, get his uh, first assist in La Liga, making him. 
the youngest player ever to assist on a goal at just 16 years old. And it's interesting because Barcelona has looked other places, whether that be Dembele, Cortinho, to replace Messi. And you know where they found the replacement for Messi. I'm not saying he's going to be Messi, or, but right now it seems like he's the uh, leading uh, replacement for Messi anyway. Is right in La Masia. La Masia is where Messi came from, and they just had to look within their own instead of spending millions of dollars poorly, so poorly, in fact, that they've uh, gone into financial troubles and haven't been able to sign players. Obviously, when Messi left, Lamine Yamal was 14. Not feasible, but just interesting. Like, is he going to be the next uh, Messi esque? player anyway I'm, it's hard to live up to what Messi did at Barcelona obviously he, they live and breathe Messi at Barca but even still after he's been gone for three years now it seems oh three years now yeah Fernand Torres in this match comes off comes off the bench to make a difference uh and seemed like he was almost on the outs uh at the beginning of or beginning of the summer transfer window it was was he gonna stay? Was he gonna leave? Um, and now in preseason he's looked good, and now he's come back and he leads the league or not the league, but Barcelona in scoring with two goals. But it, both times he scored against Cadiz, and in now in this game he's definitely make, gonna make it harder on Xavi. And if I'm Xavi, do you do you use Harfer and Torres, or do you keep using them in this role as like almost a, a super sub? Ansu has has looked all right so far this year. I mean, Lamine Yamal, I'm going to ride that train out, obviously, on the other wing and until the wheels fall off. And obviously, I don't expect him as a 16-year-old to play every game. There's going to be moments where he's going to need rest, uh, build up his endurance and things like that, especially with uh, Champions League coming along and uh, midweek fi- fixtures. The only thing is bringing in uh, Fran Torres is – now that kind of midfield, when Pedri especially comes back, is going to be definitely more congested because you saw Gavi uh, this for this game start out on the left. If I'm Barcelona, I'm still trying to figure out who is my best midfield. This is like Romeo has has been impactful, and I don't know. You can't seems right now you can't take him off, but Dion also has a goal in this game. Gundogan also looks pretty good. Um, does that mean that Fran Torres still stays on the bench and only comes in second half uh, of the game when uh, they need someone to replace or need a an uh, impactful goal? I mean, it's a hard choice, and I don't know if I'm Fran Torres. Like, I don't know if that's the choice I want to make or want to be in the position I want to be in. Moving on from Barcelona and Villarreal, we're going to look at another team that overcame a two-goal lead and was actually able to hold on for the win with Athletic Club at San Mamés winning 4-2 against Rio Betis. Betis comes out in this game and looks really strong with uh, Isco and Roland Jose both scoring early uh, in the first 10 minutes. And it seems San Mamés is all quiet before Inaki, the Williams brothers, Inaki and Nico Williams pretty much lead Athletic or drag Athletic Bilbao back into, uh, back into the game and back in for the win. Isco really was uh, turned on this game. He looked great. Assists on 
should have had the assist on the first goal for uh, William Jose and then assist on the second goal. Two penalties, uh, one brought by Nico Williams. Um, brings uh, Athletic Bil- uh, Club back into the, into the game. And it's really a back-and-forth match at this point, and both teams looked really good. If I'm, if I'm Betis... It's a really hard pill to swallow knowing that we played so well, especially going forward with Oseo Perez and Isco both creating chances throughout the match um, and still end up on the on the bad side of a 4-2 scoreline. Uh, the defense gave up some sloppy mistakes. The one penalty was given away by, by their goalkeeper, Ruby Silva, when a through ball was played through and... Nico Williams was able to take it around the keeper and he just made contact. Uh, a situation that obviously you didn't want to get into, but props to Bilbao and and Mikhail's Vesca. Way able to cur- convert both penalties with ease and bring in uh, Bilbao back into the game. Bilbao with this win, creating a little momentum. Their only loss this year so far is to Real Madrid wins against Betis and Asasuna. Asasuna did well to get to the final of the league trophy last year. I think it's great for Athletic Club how how they look so far at uh with their only loss against Real Madrid. Obviously like that's gonna be a hard game to win, especially to kick off the La Liga year. Coming up they have a uh, quite a few of easier matches. Um Mallorca, Caddy, Deporte Alaves Getafe, all much easy uh, or winnable games for sure for uh, uh, Bilbao. Does that mean that they're going to be challenging for European spots? They are. I I think so. They're gonna. Are they the favorites to finish fourth? Uh, that that fourth club that makes the Champions League. Real Sociedad didn't really look too great this uh, weekend. Um, possibly. They've looked good so far this year, and obviously with these easier matches coming up, uh, you're going to see a lot of jostling. Obviously, it's early also in the year, but Bilbao looks good so far. Moving on to around the league uh, to catch up with the rest of the results from this weekend. Getafe 1-0 against Deporte Alaves uh, on Monday night here. They get their first goal. The Still not from open play. It was a penalty late on in the game. Uh, Getafe... Now has Real Madrid uh, coming up this weekend. I know they got that draw to begin the year against Barcelona, but I don't know. They look they look in rough shape. Not a lot of creative attacking play, obviously, from Bordalas. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to get refed uh, throughout the rest of La Liga. They haven't. They've been a chippy side, and they haven't gotten. It's the calls the way they like the 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 game they like to be called like it was called against Barcelona to begin the year. Asazuna wins two one at Valencia. I know Valencia is got two wins already on the year, but I don't know. I'm still pegging them to struggle this year, much like they did last year, where they're towards the bottom end of the table. They haven't really replaced anyone or brought anybody in. Well, Cavani's gone. Lazo's gone. I don't know. I don't expect much from Valencia. Girona, 2-1 at Sevilla. Sevilla still doesn't have a win on the year. 
Drona looks good. They're right now in the top four, obviously, early on. Uh, but they've made some great signings and look to be playing really well to begin the year so far. Granada, 3-2 versus Mallorca. A great win for them. Mallorca's still struggling. You thought it would be a team that with the signings of Kyle Laren and Darder from Espanol, teams that, uh, two players that were on relegated teams last year, those would be good replacements, good reinforcements for the squad. Uh, they're still struggling to begin the year as they are in 17th with only one point, uh, a draw versus Las Palmas to begin the year. Cadith versus Almeria, 1-1 draw. Las Palmas, 0-0 versus Rio Sociedad. Rio Sociedad has struggled to begin the year after winning Champions League or Champions League qualification last year. They have struggled to replace uh, Sorloth, and they look like they still be be losing uh, more players uh, as the transfer window continues to wind down, but also wind up in the same way because as the as the deadline approaches, more and more teams will be looking for replacements, looking to and uh, reinforcements to strengthen up their squads. Looking on to next weekend. Um, I got the parlay of the week for you boys. I got Atletico Madrid money line versus Sevilla minus one eighty five. I think Atletico Madrid, especially after putting seven past Vallecano and Sevilla, really struggling out the gates here with no points uh, to begin the year. It looks like Atletico Madrid's game to take. That is at home for Atletico Madrid. Second leg of the parlay is going to be a no goal first half. Real Madrid versus Getafe. I think Getafe is able to frustrate Madrid. Madrid's not going to have a goal scoring threat with Vinny Jr. out. Does I think it'll be look a lot similar to the Vigo game earlier this week with uh, Bellingham or maybe even a Rodrigo uh, scoring to make it one nil. It'll be a close game but i still had no goal first half at least and it'll be later on when the goal comes and then minus 118 for the final leg mallorca versus athletic bilbao over two goal two goals mallorca hasn't looked great at the back they've given up a lot of goals uh athletic bilbao we just saw put four past real betis and i think it'll be interesting game to watch as uh mallorca still looking to kind of get off the starting blocks haven't uh, won a game yet? Athletic Bilbao, um, obviously with a Anaki and Nico Williams, a very uh, attacking strong team. And I think most definitely it'll be over two goals. I got the over on that game. Thank you for tuning in for this week's of tactics and tapas. Uh, we we'll see you again next week.